Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, the first day of December 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we just began a new church year recently, and we're beginning a new month. So I thought it would be an idea on Wednesday to begin a new series. One of the books of the Bible that I think is really misunderstood, and I've had some oh programs about it, is the book of Proverbs. So we're going to be taking a look at the book of Proverbs, and I'm going to be saying something right at the beginning here that will really surprise you. And what is that? The book of Proverbs is not written for unbelievers. You see, if you take a look at many other books of the Bible, they are written for unbelievers to help them to understand the importance of the forgiveness of sins and the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, if Proverbs isn't written for the purpose of bringing unbelievers to faith, why is Proverbs written? Well, Proverbs have a number of writers, but the main one was Solomon. And it's dated about the 10th century BC. And that was near the time that Ethiopia was founded by the son of Solomon and the queen of Sheba. It was written from the city of Jerusalem in the country of Israel. And it's all about that God gives true wisdom. Now, that is really important to understand. Because when you take a look at the book of Proverbs, it sounds like the wisdom of man. But no, it's the wisdom of God. And therefore, every verse needs to be taken in that way. For example, I'm just going to use one. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Now, you can take that in one of two ways. You can take it as the wisdom of men or the wisdom of God. And it's a huge difference. The wisdom of man, he knows when he finds a fool. I was talking to one of our listeners recently who is seeing doctors, and he comes to the conclusion which doctors he feels really he can trust who really know what they are talking about. And therefore, he's looking for a wise doctor. But the fact of the matter is, you can have a wise doctor who is an unbeliever. That's not what Proverbs is talking about. When it says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, this is from the point of view of God. Who is a fool? A fool is someone without faith, and he sticks to his foolish behavior. 
He may be doing the same things a Christian does, but his motivation is totally different. In contrast to a wise man who listens to advice. And where does that advice come from? In the book of Proverbs, the advice always comes from God. Remember when Solomon was asked, what would he pray for? He didn't pray for riches, but he prayed for wisdom. And we're going to be understanding how wisdom is from God's point of view. So the book of Proverbs is a wonderful book to help us understand how God thinks about believers. The book of Proverbs is for believers, giving them the wisdom of God. So without further ado, let's begin with chapter 1, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now, we can take a look at the original Hebrew, and it sounds like the Proverbs of Solomon, who is the son of David, who is the king of Israel. Who is referred to as the king of Israel? It sounds like David is. But the Hebrew has a construction that shows that Solomon is regarded as the king of Israel. And so that's why chapter 1, verse 1, talks about the Proverbs. Now, in the English, the first word is the word the. But in the Hebrew, the first word is the word Proverbs. In fact, that's a lot of times how they used to understand where various verses of the Bible were. Like in the Psalms, they weren't numbered originally. So the Lord is my shepherd. If somebody said, let's read about the Lord is my shepherd, they would know those were the first words of that Psalm. We know it as Psalm 23. The fact of the matter is though, that the Proverbs of Solomon, and that's the very first word, Proverbs, and what does proverb mean? It means a wisdom saying that comes from God, not from man. A lot of times in its verb, it means to compare. Jesus did a lot of proverbs. We call them parables, where he compares something that everybody understands what he's talking about, but then they can't figure out what he's really talking about. Like, well, the parable of the lost sheep. A man goes out, finds his lost sheep, puts it on his shoulders and carries it home. You won't believe how many religious people think that that is advice for us to follow, that we go and find the lost sheep. We put them on our shoulders. We carry them home. No, that's not a verse about mission or evangelism. It's a verse about how we have been justified. We were lost. 
God found us. He took us home, gave us faith, and we now believe in Jesus Christ. So that's a very simple example of how the wisdom of man takes a look at a parable and gets it totally confused with the wisdom of God. So Proverbs, it's a book for believers. And right away, Jesus is found in verse 2. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. Now, who does the Bible say is wisdom? It's none other than Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is the one who gives wisdom. I mean, listen to the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you know, you don't think you've murdered because you haven't killed anyone. I say unto you, though you have broken that commandment, thou shalt not kill. If you hurt or harm your neighbor by thought or by word, as well as by deed. So Jesus gives the wisdom of how God thinks about these Ten Commandments. Very, very important. So the book of Proverbs is for believers to begin to know wisdom, who is none other than Jesus Christ, and to know instruction. Instruction means words of wisdom for acting sensibly from the point of view of God. I I really like the last part, to understand words of insight. That's what I love doing in each sermon. I start off a sermon with a question that even most Lutherans get wrong. For example, we may be reading the text And after we're done, we do the sermon, and we start off with this question. How many of you believe you're holy enough today to get into heaven? And of course, they just finished confessing their poor, miserable sinners, deserving nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. So very few people indicate that they're holy enough. But that's not the wisdom of God because God considers Christians holy enough, not because of any works they've done, that would be law obedience, law salvation, but because God has given them his righteousness. How did that happen? Well, in Christianity, you are saved not by what you do, but by what you believe. And when you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you still remain a sinner in many areas of life by thought, word, and deed. In fact, God considers you 100% sinner and 100% Savior. That's a real riddle, and we'll get to that in a moment here in Proverbs. So the book of Proverbs that God used Solomon and others to reveal his way of thinking about what is proper in a Christian's life. To understand 
words of insight. The point I would want to make there is this. You can read a passage of Scripture and not get the insight that God is trying to get across. For, for example, about that proverb about the fool in contrast to the one who listens to advice. You may not realize that most people totally misunderstand that verse. And they consider a fool uh, to be someone who doesn't have the wisdom of man. But a fool is a person who ignores the wisdom of God. He can be really smart in business. He can have a high IQ, but he's still a fool. Not because of his messing up of the business, perhaps, or he's got a bad reputation. But the insight is he is not listening and does not know the wisdom of God. So do you want to know the wisdom of God? You begin to read the book of Proverbs. Verse 3 continues that the Proverbs of Solomon are written to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. Now, a lot of people, you may think that they're wise in the way that they maybe run their stores, deal with their family, uh, work in the world. But if they're not wise in dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, then their wisdom is really the wisdom of man rather than the wisdom of God. What, what does it mean to deal wise and to receive instruction? Instruction in wise dealing means you get God's wisdom for acting sensibly. Uh, for example, a person may think that he's going to get a promotion and that will bring in extra money. So in thinking that, he goes ahead and buys a brand new car. But he buys one that at the level of money that he's getting now, he could not afford. But he's hoping and pretty sure he'll get a raise. But then the raise doesn't come. There was the wisdom of man thinking that something was going to happen when it didn't happen. Where a wise man who is listening to God's wisdom would realize, don't put your eggs in a basket unless you know you're going to get the eggs, so to speak. And so he would wait until he actually gets the salary increase before he puts himself in a position of buying a car that he cannot afford. So that's a, another understanding of instruction and wise dealing. To do justice would mean to work according to God's standards. And equity, that means if you have equity in what you're doing, you follow God's guide and you are not devious in what you are doing. A lot of people do good works but they have a devious motivation. I mean, how many people are nice to their boss 
because they're looking forward to maybe getting a promotion and a raise. That's a way of being nice to the boss, but it's contrary to the wisdom of God. We should be nice to the boss because God has given us a job in which we can receive funds for our life. And because of our love for Jesus Christ, we're willing to be an obedient employee. It continues. The other items in knowing wisdom is to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Now, you don't have to watch too many television movies or items of real crime of youth to realize a lot of times that they are not listening to the advice of their parents, who is often the advice of God. Now, what does that mean? That means to listen to the advice of parents who are believers is to listen to the wisdom of God. In fact, there's a new book out about how children learn the faith of Christianity. And they say it doesn't come about because of a pastor or because of going to church or Sunday school. The main area of how to learn the faith of Christianity is at home by taking a look at their parents. If their parents go to church, if their parents pray at home, if their parents read the Bible, if their parents bring them up in the small catechism at home, this is the best way to give a knowledge to the simple children so that they are not tricked by the devil as they grow older. So that's the purpose. I really like that idea, namely that these are words of insight. A word of insight is something you don't see when you read the Bible. That's why you come to church. Every sermon should give you the insight of a passage that is not clear just from reading the English. Maybe it's something to do with the original languages, something to do with the culture of the day. So verse five, let the wise hear and increase in learning. Now, those words are really important. What does it mean to hear? To hear means more than just to listen to words. It means to understand the words and the insight behind the words. For example, on Palm Sunday, it talks about that the King of Kings is entering into Jerusalem. A lot of people who were praising Jesus were considering him to be a bread king, not the spiritual king that he truly was. He himself says, you made that mistake when I fed the 5,000 men. You, you got the impression that I was a bread king. You missed the sign that this showed I was a fulfillment of Moses, namely as the one who gives manna to Israel. 
So when it says, let the wise hear, what are you to hear? You're to hear the Holy Scriptures and increase in learning. The word learning means you're to increase in what is received, not what you figure out. A lot of people can figure out what they think they should do in this world. But by listening to Scripture and increasing in what is received from Scripture, the one who understands obtains guidance. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Now, remember the word proverb is really the beginning, the first word in the book of Proverbs. But what is a proverb? Well, it's a saying that is a riddle. So Jesus gives a parable and the disciples could not figure out of what is he speaking. To understand a pro proverb properly is to understand the true meaning of the parable. The Proverbs of Solomon often characterize and compare something that you're aware of with a spiritual lesson. And to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Now, Solomon was considered to have the gift of wisdom. He asked for it and God gave him wisdom. He was tested in that when the queen of Sheba gave, G, gave Solomon a number of riddles and he solved them because of his wisdom. And we know a number of times that Solomon used wisdom that men couldn't figure out, but then it worked out well. So you can't get better than verse 7 for Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Once more, the fear of the Lord is used 14 times in the book of Proverbs. It's only used seven times in the rest of the Old Testament. So what is the fear of the Lord? Well, there is that fear of his wrath because he could send us to hell because of our sins. But there's also a fear that refers to pleasing the father. Uh, you're a child in the family, and you know what your parents want you to do, and so you do it because you want to please them, and you are afraid of not doing what they have asked you to do because of your love for them. That's the kind of fear that's talked about in the fear of the Lord. And the word Lord here, even in the English, all the letters are capitalized because that's talking about God himself. And it is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, who fears the Lord properly? Only believers. And so therefore, when it says it is the beginning of knowledge, that's referring to the fact that it is those who have faith in the words of the Lord, namely Holy Scripture.
In contrast, the verse says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's the theme of the book of Solomon. It's the theme of the book of Proverbs. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, you can be really high in your IQ. You can be considered to be a very smart individual. But if you despise wisdom and instruction, then you do not understand God. And is that taking place in the United States these days? So that's something that you'll want to really take a look at. I'm Tom Baker, and that's our first look at the book of Proverbs. God willing, we'll be continuing it next week with the following verses. This is written for Christians to help them understand how God thinks, which is really the purpose of every sermon. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, we're going to give you an example of the wisdom of men versus the wisdom of God and how a big controversy has occurred on a college. And then on Friday, be with me as I kind of give you a summary of a book and a movie called The Shack. Looking forward to that. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your checkout to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.